0: Begin today the Gemara, towards the bottom of Daphne and Beis with about 10 or 15 lines up from the bottom of the omelet Here this Gemara continues, halachis, that, uh, well, speaking about Kaifer, but before that, actually, the Gemara brings a Possek that uh, it says over there in the Parsha. Okay, let's see. Tonir abonon, we learnt in Abraes as follows. The Possek says, Veheimis isha yisha. This uh, Shurid gored and killed, uh, man or a woman? So the Possek spells out both, Isha Isha. So Omer Rabakive, Rabakive says about this posseh, Why does the Pasak here have to spell out that the payment of the koifer is both for Isha or Isha? If it's simply coming to say that the chiev to pay the koifer is the same for a woman like a man, but In the beginning of it there, it already says that they're the same, because it says in the beginning of the Pasha, yes So it says already both Isha and Isha. Why does it say afterwards again? is that it killed the isha, and the isha. Elo says the Gemara. So it's saying this for a different reason. Lahakish isha It's coming to compare the woman to the man when it comes to the Yurusha of this payment. Who inherits this payment? And what it's saying is as follows. Ma ish just like when it comes to a man, nizakov Yarshov, That if there's any payment for damages that's owed to him and he's not alive anymore, who Yarshins this payment? His Yarshim, his children, Yarshim, this payment. Afisha, so too when it comes to a woman, Nizokeho the payment for her damages, if she's not alive, who's going to Yarshim this? Her children are going to Yarshim it. Now the Khilish of here is usually by a woman who yarshins her, her husband Yarshim's her. But if here, hear it saying that the payment to this woman, if she's not alive, who's the one that's going to Yarshim it? Her children are going to Yarshim it, her Yarshim, not the husband. That's the comparison of the Ish to the Isha. That's what the Tater writes over here, both Ish and Isha, to compare them regarding Yerusha. The like Gemara asks on this, Does Rav Akiva hold that a husband will not uh, inherit his wife? She passes away. But Vatanya, we learned in the Brayse, Rav Akiva himself says, in the Pasha, uh, where it talks about Yerushas and Nachlis over there, it says, That the wife uh, will inherit, uh, the, sorry, the husband that is inherits his wife. Rabbi Kivit says that whatever possessions a wife leaves, and in this case, not only possessions, but the, the damages that's owed to her, and she passes away, the husband should be the one that inherits it. Why are we saying over here We're on the bottom of Mem and So why is the Gemara saying over here that we learn out from Ish and Isha to say that no, the husband does not inherit; it's it's her Yerushim, her children that inherit this. And says so, the Gemara Omer, Shlakish. Shlakish explains Loy, Amar. Or, if like Amar Rabakive Over here in the Brahis that we quoted before, that the husband is not Yarsh and his wife, that's not talking about any kind of damages or any other thing that he does inherit from her. It's talking specifically about the payment of Kaifer when when the, the, the Isha was killed by this of someone that gored her, this Isha and killed her. And now, who gets the payment of the Kaifer? Over here, that's what the Pasuk is saying. Just like by a man, the payment of the koefer, if the man is killed, goes to the children, his Yerushim, so to over here, But the payment specifically by koefer, that the husband does not get. Why is that? Because the payment of the Kaifer is only after the wife dies. Because that's only, we only pay koefer after the person was killed. In this case, <laughs> when the wife was killed. And therefore, the rule is as follows, So therefore, this is a kind of payment which is is in potential. It it could be paid. Uh, Again, what? A prospective payment. Okay, it's a payment in potential. It's not yet an actual possession she has when she's alive. And the rule is, A husband does not inherit his wife with something which is potentially hers, like something which she already owns. This is a halacha which you find over here, and the Gemara will soon point out that you find this also beginning, beginning to the double portion that a Bukhayr gets, usually by an inheritance. There's no difference whether you're inheriting something from someone that he already owned in his possession, or something that's owed to him, or something that he's going to get later on, which is called roi. It's, it's, it's perspective, it. it's, it's going to come, it's not here yet. But by the Yerusha of a husband from a wife, or, as we'll see soon, similar, the Yerusha of the double portion that a Bukhoi receives. When do they get this Yerusha? Only if it's something which is already mochzik, which is already in possession before he passed away, or before the wife passed away over here. But if it's something which wasn't yet there when, when she was alive, the husband doesn't yarshen it. So now kaifer, the whole payment of kaifer is only after she dies. So therefore this is something that the husband does not Yarshan. And my time, man, uh, we learned this here from this pasik. Oh my the pasik says, Now, what the Gemara is bringing from this pasik is that when, it's, when it says, When is this for killing this person after the person actually dies? So, too, when it says in the end of the pasik, the payment of the kaifer is only after the person dies. So, in this case, the payment of the kaifer is only be, the, the obligation, that is, to pay this kafer only begins when this woman dies. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the husband doesn't yarshan that. There was no chiv of payment of kafer while she was alive. The whole chiv begins only after she passes away. Now, Taisa severe points out, even though this halacha, that a husband does not inherit his wife and anything that's roi, is is not only regarding this kaifer, it's regarding any any other case of something which is right. There's other the Taisus brings from the Gemara and other places, but nevertheless, over here there's a chiddush because, true, the chiyuv only begins after she passes away. But nevertheless, the chiyuv starts by the fact that the shirt gored her when she was alive. That's what causes this chiyuv. So you may say that this is a kind of chiyuv that's that's caused when she's alive. Through the Kabbalah, through the injury the, when, when she was alive, which then caused her to die, maybe the husband should on this. So, therefore, you need a, a separate pasik here to say that this is also included in that rule of Ra'i and the husband does not Yashin this. Okay, mm-hmm. so the Pekitsa, the Gemara interprets this price here only regarding Kaifa. So the Gemara asks, how about any payment of damages that were owed to a person's wife? Would Rabbi Kiva there not say the same thing that the husband will not inherit this as well? The Gemara now is limiting this point that the husband does not inherit his wife only regarding Kaifa. Anything else of his wife he does inherit, which would mean even things that are owed to his wife, even damages that are owed to the wife, the husband will inherit. But is that true? Tanya, but in Abraes we learned Hika a Isha, a person that, that hit a woman, and she miscarried. So then, so there's, there's different payments over here for what happened. So the, the injury that the woman herself has, or any pain that she herself experienced, that, that payment goes to the woman herself. She's the one that that, that, got, that got, got injured or, or experienced this pain. That payment she gets. But the loss of the pregnancy, the fact that she miscarried, the babies that were lost, the, the value of that, who gets that? She doesn't get it. Labal. That's paid for the husband. Okay, now the Braissa continues. Eina <laughs> if the husband's not alive, the husband passes away, so Neishon this payment that had to be give, paid for the injury, for, for not for the injury, sorry, for the miscarriage, for the babies that were lost, who gets that? The husband's yarshim. Eina Isha, if the woman is not alive, and she was owed also payments for her injury and for her tsar. who gets that? Neishon So that payment goes to her yarshim. So here the Braith is clearly saying, this is the question the Gemara is going to say, the Braith is clearly saying that even regarding a Nezek, even regarding the payment of damages, not just Kaifer, who's the one that gets it? Her Yershim and not the husband. The Braith continues and says, If it's a case where there are no, she has no Yerushim. How could it be a case that she has no yershim? If she was a Shifcha, she was a Shifcha Kananis, that was then freed, and she once she's freed, she's basically now a full Yid, she's a Giyayris. And she got married to uh, Evet Kanani, that was also freed. And he's a ger. So she's a gyitis, he's a ger. a gyitis," or she was a giyayris. So the point is, in both of these cases, there, there are no Yershim over here. Okay, so because uh, they have no relatives, so there's no Yershim. They're, they're both, the, fa- the husband and the, the woman, they're both gerim. So there's no, <coughs> there's no Yershim over here. And so who gets the payment? So it says, the zochah. The person that damaged and he was supposed to pay <coughs> this money, he himself could keep this payment for himself. He doesn't have to pay it. Why not? So Rashi explains because what's the rule with any ger or giyaris that dies and has no yershim? Who, who gets their possessions? The answer is whoever's first could go and grab and him be for himself because they have no yershim. In this case, this person that owes the money. He's the one that will, that will be zaycheh at the first. Because he has the money in his hands that he has to give. So he already has it in his hands. He's going to be zaycheh in it first. So therefore, Zacha, he's zaycheh in it. Okay, what's the Gemara's question here? The Gemara's question over here is that before we said that according to Rabbi Kiva, only the kaifer, the husband, is not yashin. Because that's called ra'oi. It's not, not it's something that's it's not yet in possession of the wife. But by nizokin, the husband does yashin. But here in the Brai said, it clearly says that the the, when it comes to the nizakin, who yarshins it? Not the husband. We pay that to the yarshim, her yarshim that is. So the Qumran says, What's that price talking about? Begrusha. That price is talking about that she, she was divorced. So if she was divorced, that's why the husband doesn't yarshin her. In other words, the truth is that nizakin is different than kaifer. By nizakin, the husband would yarshin her. But over there, because it's a grusha, the husband doesn't get it. That's that price. Begrusha. Rav Nachman also said that that is talking about a grusha. And therefore the husband doesn't yarshan anything there. But the Gemara asks, if you're going to say that this Brais is talking about a grusha, Amri, so the yeshiva students asked about this answer. Grusha Nami, when it comes to a grusha, shouldn't you split the payment for the miscarriage? What did it say in the breis? So Who's the one that gets the payment for the miscarriage? The husband. And what if the husband's not alive? or the wife is not alive, who's, who's the one that gets the payment of this, of this uh, miscarriage? The Yerushim of the husband. The woman, if she's alive, or her Yerushim, they don't get anything. But the question is, that doesn't make sense, because if, if the husband divorced her already, and now there's a payment over here for the miscarriage, shouldn't you split the payment of the miscarriage of the babies between the husband and the wife? If they're married, so then you could say that the husband gets the money, because everything from the wife always goes to the husband anyways. So over here, regarding the babies, we could we, we, we will understand that he gets the payment for the babies, that the miscarriage. But if they're divorced, shouldn't you say that you split the payment of this miscarriage between the yerushim of the husband and and the woman? Why why are we saying that the husband gets everything? So that the Gemara answers that's not a question. of Papa over here, it's based on the Pasik. hatayra zichsa zochsa deme Lodis Labal. The Torah says that if there was a fight here and someone caused this woman to miscarry, who gets the payment of these babies? The husband. Doesn't matter, always. And that's even in a case where it's not even a husband at all. Even if the pregnancy here came from a znus, from an inappropriate relationship. So there's no husband, Bechlal. Nevertheless, who's the one that gets the payment of these babies? The, The man. My timer, because the Makra, the Pesach says, HaIsha." When it talks about the payment of the babies, it says that who's the one that places this payment, who do you have to pay it to? To the Baal HaIsha. Baal HaIsha means the Baal. Baal she says even the one that was boil her, even if it was inappropriate, and that's how she was pregnant, the man is the one that gets these payments. The woman doesn't get that payment at all. So therefore here as well, even if they're divorced, who's the one that gets the payment? The man, not the woman. Okay, but now the Gemara has another question. What did we say? That Khaifer and Ezekiel are different. When it comes to Kaifer, we consider that to be something which is roi. It's not something that was owed while she's alive. And therefore the husband is not Yarshan that. However, when it comes to Ezekiel, we consider Ezekiel to be something which uh, really the husband does get that that payment. Meaning the husband inherits it from the (laughs) wife. If the wife passes away, the husband should inherit it. Elamaya, they're talking about a grusha. So the Gemara is going to question this. The Gemara over here is going to ask, you could say by Neziken as well, it's also a kind of payment which is called Ra'oi, which is not yet in the possession of the woman. If she's owed money for damages, that someone damaged her, is that considered to be money that's already in her possession? What did we say before? We said before the rule is, if the something which is Moshik, if it's money that's already in her possession, the husband Yashin's it. If it's Roy, if it's just something which is owed to her, it's potential, it's, but she doesn't have it yet, that's called uh, Roy, and the husband does not yashon it. So now the Gemara wants to understand why we're making a distinction between Kaifer and Ezekiel. Shouldn't we say by any payment for Ezekiel as well, it's money that's owed to her, but it wasn't, it wasn't paid to her yet, shouldn't that consider to be Roy and the husband should not be able to yashin it? Why, why aren't we, uh, that, that's the premise here of the Gemara's question. Now, the Gemara here, just before we learn it inside, the Gemara is going to bring that really, you could discuss the same Shailah regarding a lot of different cases of roi. What's, what's considered to be still in a case of Ra'oi. Let's say um, money was owed. There was a loan. There was money that was owed to this Isha. And now she passes away. And the, the, the borrower comes to pay it after she passed away. <coughs> is that called Roy or is that called Mokhzik? On one hand, the money was owed to her already before she passed away. So in that sense, it's sort of already in her possession. On the other hand, the money is not being collected until later. So it's called roi. Same thing over here with this nizikin, this payment of the nizikin. The money is out there already from before, because she was damaged from before. But it wasn't collected until afterwards. So is that roi or is that mochzik? So here the Gemara is going to bring that there's a machlekes of Rabe and of Nachman. And, and they, what they say is that actually depends how the payment is being made. Says the Gemara as follows. <laughs> why can't we say over here regarding this payment of Nizikin, according to Raabba's opinion, Kogoin, Mois, that what was collected over here for this payment was cash, was money, not properties. Or Karka. And according to Rav Nachman, we can say that the case of here is, that what was collected a piece of land, a piece of property. that's what was collected. Now the Gemara explains what, what's the basis of here, what it, of what it's saying. So as I said, Rabbe and Rav Nachman are talking about a case where there was money owed to this Isha. Now, if, if this money is being paid after she passes away, what is that called? Is that money that's being paid now called rooi? That it's just money of, of, that was in potential? Or is that money that's called mukhsik It's already in her possession because they're paying a loan that was there from before. So here's the machlekes of Rabbe and Rav Nachman. The Oma Rabbi, Rabbi said, it depends. Govukarka. If... What was collected is a piece of land. So then, this piece of land that was collected, what's the loch of a piece of karka? There's always a shibud. Where's the shibud of every loan? There's a shibud of the loan on the karka itself, and therefore yeshloy. In such a case, the the husband could in this. Why could the husband yarshin this? Because the piece of karka is already mishubed from before. That's called muxik, even though it was only paid up afterwards. But because the shibud is there from before, so therefore the karka that's being paid now is already muxik from before. But if what, what was collected is just money, money is not called mochzik, because there is no shibud on, the act, on cash. So therefore the money that's paid is money that comes later, and therefore that the husband will not get. That's what Rabbi says. Rav Nachman says, no, it's actually the opposite. If the loan that's being collected after the, the wife passes away, money that was owed to her, right? And as she collects this money, or the money is collected, after she passes away, so then, yes, shloi. Then the husband could inherit this. Why? So Rashi she explains, because when it comes to money, so because, what did she borrow? She borrowed money. Not, not sorry, not borrowed. Uh, sorry, she lent. She lent money, and now she's getting paid back money. So the money that she's getting paid back is the money that she lent. Since it's money that she lent, and now she's getting paid back money, that's considered to be mursik, because she's getting back what she lent. That's something that the husband will get. However, if she collected for the loan that she lent just a piece of land, that's not considered to be something which is muhzik. That's called something which is Roy. Why? Because she lent money. And she's getting back only karka. Karka is not what she lent. She lent money and she's not getting back cash. She's getting paid back with a piece of land. That's something new that she didn't have until now. She had money till now. Now she's getting something new, which is karka. That's something that the husband, the husband does not get. Okay, so what's the point? What do you see over here? When a woman is owed money, and after she gets, uh, after she passes away, and the payment comes in, does the husband inherit that payment? So it depends, according to Rabbi, if it was karka, then the husband gets it, because karka there's always a shebur on it. And Avnachma says if it's moist, then the husband gets it. So, so the Gemara's question over here is when it says in this brayse that the payment for the for the damages that her yarshim inherited and the husband is not inherited. We could explain it both according to Rabbe and Rav Nachman. According to Rabe, if the payment was money, that's called roi, and therefore the husband has an inheritance. And according to Rabe, if the payment is karka, that's called roi because she didn't have any karka before. That's a new thing, and so therefore that's the kind of payment that the husband should not get. Why couldn't we explain the said this way? So the Gemara answers Omri. So the Shiva students answer to this question. Hanemili Marove Alibe the This entire argument between Rabe and Rav Nachman, whether the payment is with money or the payment is with karka regarding a loan, whether this is considered to be something which is roi or muxik. This is all explaining <coughs> what the Bnei Marove said. Bnei Marove are from Eretz Yisrael, and they explain this according to the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon say that when there is a loan. When there's something which is, is, is uh, coming to her after she passed away, that's really called something which is roi It's regarding that opinion of the Rabbanon that say that something that gets paid after, something that improves, something that grows. The Rabbanon say this not only regarding a loan. The Rabbanon say the same thing uh, regarding a tree. If she had a tree in her property and the tree grew uh, dates on it after she passed away. So the husband doesn't get that. Why? Because it grew after she passed away. That's called Roy. Wasn't there when she was alive. That's the opinion of the Rabbanon. Now, according to the Rabbanon, the Bnei Marav said that when it comes to a loan, the husband will inherit. From her, even though the loan is being paid after the, after the woman passed away. It's regarding the opinion of the Rabbanon that Rabbe and Rav Nachman are arguing that there's a distinction. Sometimes the payment of the loan is considered to be ra'oi, sometimes the payment of the loan is considered to be muhzik. Depends if it's cash or if it's Karka. But Kikom Rihocha, over here the pshat that we said in this braise, that we must say that the husband divorced her and therefore the husband is not yarshining Rabbi over here we're following Rabbi's opinion. What does Rabbi hold? Rabbi holds that it makes no difference. That Rabbi holds it over here when it's a shwach, even though this is something that's coming after she got uh, after she died. It doesn't matter. This is all considered to be mochzik. The payment of the damages, even though it's only getting paid after uh, after she passed away, it's considered to be mursik. If you have a tree that grows and it grows dates afterwards, it's all considered to be mursik. Why? Because it's it's called a shvach haba me'elov. It's a shvach that's that's coming automatically. It's a payment that was already owed from before. So over here, regarding the Nizokin, since this is a payment that was owed already from before, and it's a shvach haba elov, it's a payment that has to be paid, doesn't make a difference if it's karka or if it's mois. it doesn't make a difference how it's going to get paid. Either way, this is the kind of Yurusha that the husband should be able to get. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the only way to explain why the price here says, that the husband does not get this Yurusha and the children get it, is to say that that she was divorced. So therefore the husband, he's not her husband anymore, so he doesn't yarshan in this. Okay, that's the chat in the Gemara here. It's a little bit complicated. This, uh, the, the whole machlaikas of as I mentioned, this is benigeia to a husband and a wife. Here there's this rule of roi, that you don't yarshan what's roi. And over here, this machleikus of Rabbe and Rav Nachman, according to Rebi and according to the Rabbonon, it's not only benigeia to a husband and a wife, as, as I mentioned before, and as she brings there, it's the same, over there, they were arguing regarding a boche, a boche that gets a double portion. So over there as well, there's the same kind of argument. This halacha, that the Bechoy gets a double portion, is only if the possessions of the father were muhzik already. He had it already in his possession. Not if it's something which is roi. Something which is roi, you don't get. And over there, there's the Machlaikis of Rabbi and the Rabbanon. Rebbe says that as long as it's something which is going to come, it's a shvach abame elav. it's a, a payment of a loan, of damages that has to be paid, the, the, the Bechoy gets a double portion, the husband yarshins it. Mashenkin can the hold that, no, if it's something which is being collected after the husband passed away, or the wife passed away, that is, or after the father passed away, the Bukharida is not Yashin, even though it's something that's owed already from before. And that's where Rabban Av Nachman argued that it depends what kind of a payment it is. It depends if it's a payment of Karka or if it's a payment of Mois. But Argamore, the B'raise that we explained before, that it's talking about Gerusha, was going according to Rebbe. Rav Shemim Ben Lokish says another halacha over here regarding the payment of, there's, there's two kinds of payments when, when a Shurik gored and killed someone. There's the payment for an Eved, over there there's a set amount, the title says, you pay 30 slime and then there's the payment of kaifer. When a shark kills another yid, you pay the koffer. So, a that killed an Now we see that the shark did not intend to kill this Evid, it was fighting with someone else, and the Evid came and ran in and got involved, and the shark ended up goring this evet and killed him. You don't have to pay the thirty shkolim that the Tera says. Shanemar because the Possess says Kesav Schlossem Skolam Yitin Ladoinov, you pay the thirty Sholim, Vashar you suckle, and the shred has to be stoned to death. Now, only if the shirt has to be put to death, then Then you have to pay the 30 Shkolem. But if it's a case where the shirt is not put to death, and that's what this case of here is, because when the Shur kills someone, it does not have to be put to death. So then the Bailam does not have to pay this knas of the 30 Shkolem for killing the Seventh. Similar, Halacha Rabbi says, when a shirt killed a Yit, Amarab um, a Rabbi says, Shah Shaheim is Ben Khaidin, a Shah that kills a yeah, Ben Khairin, Shiloh Khavana, also without Khavanah, Potter me k'ifer. you potter to pay the payment of Kaifer. Shanamah, similar Pasik, it says, Ashur, you sockel, the gamba, allov, yumos, aim, kifer, ush, So the beginning of the pastik it says that you stole the shahir, and then it says you have to pay kyfer. So we learn that sha share baskilah, as long as you have to give the shareskilah, bail mass. Only then do you pay kaifer. But if the shura does not get skila, then there's no payment of kaifer. These two things go together. Skila and kaifer go together. Okay, that's what the gemara holds over here. But we did have before in daf Malaf, and we'll see also later on Amit Bez here. There's other Amiran that argue with this. Gemara brought before that these two things don't necessarily go together. Even in a case where the shura killed someone, Shulay Bechavana, and you don't have to stone the shir to death, but nevertheless there still is a payment of kaifer. Like what I brought before, this is Rabbi opinion, which was a tana. Here, this is Rabbi, speaking, Rashi says, Rabbi holds like other tanoim, Rabbi holds that this is based on a Mishnah later, that says that the payment of the kaifer and the, the skila of the shoir go hand in hand. If there's no skill for the shoir, there's no payment of the kaifer. E'esvei, Abayah, abaya asks <coughs> on Rabbi's halacha. there's a Mishnah that says as follows, person comes and is admitting, a person's maideh. Hey, Ms. Shairi, my Shair killed this person. My or my Shair killed an, another ox. So, in these cases, even though he was Maida himself, based on what he was Maida, he's going to have to pay. Which means that if he's Maida, that gold Gordon killed another human being, what does he have to pay? My love, don't you think this means? Kaifer, that he has to pay the payment of Kaifer. Now, what's the Gemara's question? In a case where a person admits himself, that his shayr Gordon killed another person, the shayr itself is not chayif skilah. Why not? Because the shayr itself, you can't kill a shayr just based on a person being maidah. You have to have aid him for this. In order to give a shayr itself skill, you have to have proper aid him for such a thing. And nevertheless, what's the b'risa saying? And Mishnah, this is actually. Mishnah here is saying, even though there is no skilah for the shayr, nevertheless, because the person himself is being maidah, that he owes this money of kaifer, the kaifer that he was maidah, that he owes, he still pays <laughs> So, you see over here, not like Rabbi says, it goes together. If the sher is high skill, you pay the kaifer. Here you see that there's no skill for the sher, because there's no aidan for that. And on the other hand, though, if he was made that he owes this money, you do pay the kaifer. Answers to Gemara, Loy, that's not what that Mishnah means. Domin, what that Mishnah means is you pay money. What does this mean, you pay money? So, Rashi explains what this means is that even in a case where there's no payment of kaifer, And why not? Because there's no skill for the shor. So there is no payment of keifer. But on the other hand, though, there's still money that you have to pay. Why do you have to pay money? Because your shor caused a damage by killing the person. When you kill a person, there's a payment of keifer. But even in a case where there's no keifer, still, you have to pay no less than any other damages. If you damage someone's property. In this case, what was the damage? The damage consists of the fact that you killed a person. Killing a person, besides the fact that he died, and usually there's a payment of kofi, even if there's no kofi, but as a hesick, the person that was killed is no less than any damage that you would have to pay. The value of the damage, of what this person was worth, you evaluate how much it could be sold as an evet, and that you have to pay. So over here, when it says in this mission that you pay, it's not the kofi that you pay. You pay domim. Right? Okay, now there's, so there's a big discussion about this payment of domim. In what way is it different than Kaifer? We had an opinion before in the Gemara that Kaifer is evaluated by the value of the mazik. The, dom, the domim is obviously evaluated by the value of the nizik, what the loss of the nizik is. So it's not the same kind of a payment. Even according to the opinion that says that koefer is that you evaluate the value of the nizik, but still domim is different. Kaifer is a kapata. We learned before in the Gemara If you don't pay Kaifer, then the owner of this shirt is chayv misibideh shemayim. The domim that you pay is a different kind of a payment. This is a payment of money. There's no ochi of in this case. But you have to pay the payment of your no less than any regular damages. That's what that Mishnah me, meant. But there's no payment of kaifer. If that's what that Mishnah there is saying, that it's not a payment of kaifer, but you still have to pay for this as damages. But if so, aim is safer. What is it saying? is safe of that Mishnah there. If a person comes and admits, Hey, Ms. Shirdi, yes, after Shoplani, my shark killed this Evid. Ain't a mishalam In such a case, he does not pay with him with him admitting on this. Why not? Because this is what's called maida beknas, the payment for an Evid, which is a set amount, is knas. So because he was maida and this knas, so you never pay when you're maida and a knas. But the Gemara asks now. But him. if you're telling me, we're not talking about Kaifa here. And therefore, in the safer here as well, we're not talking about the payment of the knas. We're talking in this mishnah. It's talking about the domim. It's talking about the payment you have to pay as damages. Forget about the knas. There is a certain loss that you caused to the to the owner of this evet that he now lost his evet. He lost the value of ownership of his evet. That domim you have to pay. So this is not a knas. This is a regular payment that you were that You should have to pay. So why is there any distinction that we're saying that by the evet that you you Potter. That's the question on the So, If you want, I could have answered you and said, domim. In the that when it says that he's made, he pays, there it's talking about the payment for the damages. And it's saying for the damages you pay. And the Sefer, when it's saying that you putter for the payment by the Eved, it's only saying that you putter for the 30 Shkolem, which is the knas. But you're right. The Domim, you would still have to pay so if you want, I could give you the answer and say that the Reisha and the Sefer are not talking about the same payments. But I'm not going to give you this kind of an answer, which is a day to say that the Reisha and the Sefer are talking about two different types of payments. Rather, both the Reisha and the Sefer are talking about the payment of money. So what's the difference between the Reisha and the Sefer? Why in the Reisha, when a person is maida that his shirt gored and, and, and killed someone... There's no payment of Keifer, but you still have to pay the Damim, the value of the damage that you caused. And why by the Seifer, if you are made that your sure Gordon killed an Eved, with that Hayda, you're not going to have to pay for the damages. What's the difference? So the Gamar explains, Mio ben because Baya ben khayrin, keifer al There is a possibility that when a person could pay Keifer, even Keifer, when he was to himself. Even though before we said that when a person is made himself, you don't pay kaifer because you're not going to stone the shirt to death, so you don't pay kaifer. But the Gemara here will uh, describe a case where there is a possibility for a person to pay kaifer when he's made himself. And when is that? What's the case? There are Adam here. Adam come and say that this shark Gordon killed somebody. So then why do you need him to be made to pay? Because, because the case over here is, the Edim say that they saw that this Shur Gordon killed someone, but it's unknown if the Shur was a Tam or the Shur was a Mu'ad. Now in the case of a Tam, there is no Kafer by a Tam. There's only Kafer by a Mu'ad. And the, and the owner of this ax comes and admits and says that this Shur was a Mu'ad. In such a case, the Mishalom Kafer al Ma'i. So he pays Kaifer with his owner when he admits himself. So, what do you see over here? That the person could admit himself, and in such a case, he's gonna pay the kaifer. And this, this so this is in a case where the shayr is being stoned to death. So, therefore, because the shayr is being stoned, so, so too, when he admits that it's a mu'id, he's gonna to have to pay the kaifer. That's in, in, the, in the case where he pays the kaifer. Now, says the Gemara, since we see that there is a power to him being maida, to pay kaifer, so therefore we extend this and say, hey, the lek if there are no edim that the sheriff Gordon killed someone, mishalem domim, even though you can't pay kaifer, but since we see there's a power to him admitting to pay kaifer in the case that we just described, so so too, when there's no edim at all, you at least have to pay the domim, you have to pay the payment of the damages, even if you don't have to pay it as a kaifer, but you still have to pay the money for the damages that happened over here. This is regarding the payment of kaifer. Since we see there's a power to the hayda regarding Kaifer, we extend that even when you don't pay Kaifer, that there's a power to his hayda that you have to pay the domim, you have to pay the damages. However, Yevid, when it comes to Eved, She'enim, Mishalim, or Api, Atzmai. There's never such a thing that you could be maida and because of your hayda you'll have to pay this knas. And what would what would be the case where we you would think such a thing would apply the yasa if eden come and say eden edos that is that this shark god and killed this evet and it's unknown if it's a tam or a muud and you only pay the knas if it's a muud vama mare and the, and the owner comes and admits that it's a muid. You don't pay for this. He fees maida himself because this is a knas. By knas the rule is you never pay if you're maida. So therefore, since you find by a evad that his ha'idah is worthless, you never pay with his haida. If there's no haida here, you don't have to pay either for the value, for the damages either. So, so therefore, that's what the Mishnah was saying. And this is a Mishnah actually in Ksubis that the Gemara quoted. The Mishnah there is making a distinction between the person being Maideh, that his shah killed a person, another Yid, or the shah that killed another Eved. When the shah killed the Yid, because you find that his haidah there will make him pay kaifer, well, even when you can't pay kaifer, you pay domim, you have to pay for the damages. But by the Eved, his Haida will never be him to pay knas. So when you don't pay the knas, you don't pay according to his haidah any domim either. The Gemara asks and this, Moser of Shmuel, but of Yitzchak, and Abraisa, it says, Kol chayrin, whenever you have to pay for a ben chayrin, for a yid that got killed, by a shirt, you have to pay by an evet that got killed. Bein be and uh, bein be Misa, whether they were talking about the payment of Koefer, and uh, whether Misa, which is uh, when there's a payment of Koefer. So, so the Gemara over here says, so the, the, the Koefer is by the ben and the Misa is by the evet. So the Gemara asks, what is this supposed to mean? What is it saying here that there's an equal payment for a benchayrin and an evet for kaifer? Is there any payment of a kaifer by an evet? There's no such a thing. There's no payment of kaifer by an evet. Elolab, don't you think the pshadavi here is domin? What we're talking about is the Chiddush that we said before, that even when there's no payment of kaifer, but nevertheless, you have to pay for the damages, the, the value of the damages, even not as kaifer. You still have to pay domim. And over here, what is this braisa saying? That the payment for the evad and the payment for a ben khairin is the same. That both of them, when there's no khair, you still have to pay the domim. So how could the Gemara before say that there's a distinction between them? That by evad, you don't pay domim. And by the, by the ben khairin, by yayid, you do pay domim. Answers the Gemara. Some said of Shmuel, but of himself answered this. And amal le Rabe that Rabe answered this question and explained as follows: This B'Raisa, is not the case that we spoke about before. Before, what were we talking about? When the person is admitting himself, and there Rabe said that there's a distinction between the eved and a, a yid. By a eved, if you made it yourself, there's no payment of domim. By a yid, if you murder yourself, there is a payment. But over here, it's a different case. katani. Over here, what this price is talking about is, Kol you Any time to pay the, the Koyfer. by a yid. And what is that? al If the Sher Gordon killed someone, this yid. And it was with Edim. So then, Kaifer. So you have to pay the <laughs> keufer, chayev be knas. Just like you have to pay the kaifer for a yid, so too by a eved you have to pay the knas. And v'chol shaloi be al pi domim. Now by a yid, if you're a and it gored this person, shaloi be and it was with Edim. So in such a case, when you're a Gordon and killed someone with Edim, and it was shaloi be so here there's no keufer. Why is there no kaifer? Because the sherd itself doesn't have to be put to death. If the sherd itself, because it did it, shalei does not have to be put to death, so that there's no payment of kaifer. But, domim, you have to pay. The value of the damage that this shirt just did, that you do have to pay. So, so too, chayiv b'eved, shalei b'chavonah, p'yedim domim. Similar by evid, if you share gourd and kill the eved, shalei b'chavonah, but it's according to Edim, you are going to have to pay for the value of the damages. So basically what the Gemara is saying is, this B'raise is saying that we do compare an Eved to a Yid that was Gordon killed, and killed, that even though there's no payment of Kaifer. Or there's no payment of Knas, nevertheless, the Domim you have to pay for the value of the damages. But this is in the case of Shalaybah Chavana. And there's Adim here. Not in the case of a Haydah when the person was being Maida. In the case when the person himself was being Maida, that the Gemara said before, the Kayach of haidah to be Machayef to pay Domim does not work by an Evet. Because by an Evet, you can't be Maida. It's a Knas. And, and even if there's no Knas, there's, there's no haidah that works by an Evet. But here they were talking about something else. When it gored and killed Shalaybah Chavana, when it killed Shuleba Havana over there, you're going to have to pay the payment of Domin both by the and by the evit. It's the same thing; so it's just called different way. So True, it's a similar, it's a similar kind of thing, but the difference is before it's with the hayda of the person, person admitting. Over here, it's with edim, mm-hmm. and but it's edim. But it happened shalay Havana because it happened shalay Havana There's no payment of keifer, there's no payment of Knast, but you do have to pay the Domin. Okay, let's learn one more piece of it. We're not going to be able to finish the whole number today, but let's learn one more piece here. The Gemara asks in this. Amalei Rav, asks as follows. What comes out from this whole thing is, we have a chiddish that even in a case where you don't pay kaifer, like by the shoyer, that gore's another person, you usually have to pay kaifer. But even in a case where there is no payment of kaifer, why? Because the shoyer is not being put to death, whether because it happened shulei or because it's only you that were made, but nevertheless, Rava was machadish, it is still a payment of domin. You have to pay for the death that happened as a regular damage. So now the Gemara asks, so asks Rabbe, if so, maybe we should say the same thing regarding other kinds of sources of damage. This Allah of payment of kaifer, where does it say in the title Allah of payment of kaifer? Only regarding a shayr, an axe that goes and kills a person. Regarding any other kind of damage, you don't find it. Here the Gemara talks about a fire. Let's say a fire was lit and it, and it uh, killed somebody. It doesn't say in the Torah that if you light a fire and the fire spreads and kills someone, that there's a payment of kaifir. But now, Ihahi, based on what we said before, we can say, if a fire was lit and it burnt someone and it, it, it killed him. And this happened, shaloi b'chavane, I'll aidim and you have him for this, domim, even if there's no payment of kaifer, you should have to pay money for this. Even though it doesn't say in the Torah kaifer. But, you just said before, even when there's no Kaifer, there's no reason that you shouldn't have to pay the domim. So, in this case, you should have to pay domim as well. Now, Rashi just explains the reason why the Gemara here says, shaloi b'chavaneh, is because if this happened b'chavaneh, then you ha'iv misa, because you killed another human being. And then there's kom le'i bederab So, if you ha'iv misa, for sure, you wouldn't have to pay any domim. But if this happened, shaloi b'chavaneh, even if there's no Kaifer here, why is there no Kaifer? Because the Titus says the din of Kaifer only by a shar, not by a ish, not by a fire that's mazik. But nevertheless, you should have to pay domin. Okay, now, the Gemodian, this is the question that Rav asks, Rav. So the Gemara asks, what's the question? Maybe that's actually true. Maybe that's actually the halacha. If you have fire, if you light a fire, and then it spreads, and it kills someone, so you should be chayv to pay the domim for, for, even if you don't pay kaifu, but you should have to pay the domim. And how does Rav know that you don't have to pay the domim in that case? That he's asking Rav such a question. Maybe that's in fact the halacha. Ligmoda tries to bring sources here. We're Rav ra, ra, ra sword that you don't have to pay this dama. Elay If you would say it's from the Mishnah that says, and this is Mishnah we had quoted before, a case where a person lit a fire. He lit a fire. He lit someone's pile of grain and fire. And then what happened? This fire spread. And There was a, a goat that was tied over there. And Evet And the person's slave was there as well. And the slave also got burnt. You have to pay for all the money damages because the slave that got burned, he could have ran away. So it's not considered that you killed this Eved. There's no common but that are many over here. But if Eved, if there was an Eved that was tied over there and the Eved couldn't run away, a Gedi, Samokhloy, and there was a goat that was right over there, and they all got burned together, then Potter, you're going to be Potter to pay. So at this point, the Gemara understands that how did this Eved get burnt? You didn't light the fire and burn this Eved directly. What happened is you lit the godish on fire and the fire spread. And because the fire spread, you're not Chayiv misa for this Eved that, that, uh, that died. Why not? Rashi here brings it. This is connected to the Sugi we learned before that when you light a fire, according to the Shlokish, a fire that spread is not like an arrow. It's not like you caused the death directly. It's like it's like your money that damages. Mishuma not Mishum So this Eved that died here, you're not Chayv Misa for that. And nevertheless, what does it say over here? You're going to be potter. You're potter to pay over here for this uh, this Eved and the Gedi. Why are you potter for the Eved? Why don't you have to pay the money for this Eved? So the reason is, the Gemara now understands that uh, you're potter to pay because here is where Rav approves his halacha from. Uh, from, from this, from this Mishnah, that uh, when you cause a damage to an Eved, and this Eved died, you don't have to pay for his death. Why? Because the Torah does not say a payment of Kaifer for an Eved, and so too, there's no payment of, of, of Domim either. That's what it says over here. So therefore, this was the source of where Ra- Rav asked this question of rabbi that here you see that for this Eved, you don't have to pay anything, you potter. But the Gemara says there's no right from here at all. Why? Because the Lakish the said about that Mishnah, over there the case is he did light the fire directly in the body of the Ebed himself. So he's a murderer. He, he went and Mamish lit the fire in the body of the, the Ebed. So over there the reason why you put it to pay is not because there's no payment of Kaifer and there's no payment of any other money. Over there, you Yechayv misa. Because you lit the body of the Ebed on fire. And therefore, you, if once you have Misa, you don't have to pay for anything else. So over there, there's no Raya. So the Gemara brings from another Brai, there's a that we had before in the Mesechta. The Masechta talks, uh, sorry, the Brai here talks about uh, different sources of damage, the stringencies of one over the other. And it says, that fire is more stringent than Bair. Why? Fire burns things that are, that that are, that are uh, that get burnt naturally, and there are things that are not flammable, and they don't get burnt automatically and naturally. Like uh, if you have fire that singes uh, rocks, and it causes damage for things that are not flammable. But either way, whatever damage this fire causes, you're going to be chayev. That's the chiddush that you find by Aish, astringency. Which is not the case with a boyer. You're not high for things that are not roy. Like, things that fall into the boyer that are not roy for it. You're going to be putter for that. That's the stringency that that says. Now, however, it does not say there. That by fire, if you lit a fire and it ended up burning a person. That for this, even though there's no payment of kaifer, but you pay domin. You have to pay the value of the damage. Which is not the case by boyer By boyer if a person falls into a bur, you put it to pay for the person that died inside this boer. That's bachlal da by boir. Why did the brai say, that stringency the brayser does not say. So from the fact that the brayser does not say that stringency, I see that by Eish, there is no payment of domim. This was Rav's source to say that by Eish, where there's no kaifer, there's also no payment of domim. That was his question on uh, on Ravah. Says the Gemara, that's not right from that Braise either. Why? Dilmet, ton of That Braise, when it says stringencies of one ava mazik over another, it leaves out many stringencies. And this is another thing that it leaves out. The Gemara already before said, it leaves out over there many things, so there's no right from there. Okay, so the Gemara concludes and says as follows. Elo, Rave, Gufei, Iboyem, Iboyele. Rave himself didn't ask this as a question to Rabbi, but he asked this as a Shile. He was not sure about this. And as Shaila was, If you light a fire and then it spreads and it kills a person. Do you have to pay for the value of the damage? Or you don't have to pay for the value of this damage? Mi amrinon, is not do i say ga i find when an ox gores and kills a person <muchan> if the ox gored and killed a person <muchan> so there there's a payment of kaifer <muchan> so, there, <muchan> so since i see the Taita said that when the person was killed you pay kaifer <muchan> 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 so if it happens <muchan> and there is no payment of kaifer <muchan> Why not? Because the share is not put to death, so there's no payment of kaifer. Mishalim <damim> over there. Since I say the title says you pay kaifer, when there's no kaifer, you at least have to pay domim for the damages. <mishalim> when it comes to a fire that you lit and it and it ends up burning someone, the bechavane mishalim You light the fire and then it goes and spreads, and you did it bechavane that it should spread. But over there, there is no payment of kaifer. The titer was machalish. This din of kaifer only by a shar, not by by a ish that spreads and kills someone. There is no payment of kaifer. So I should say nami <speaking in> le <Hebrew> So if shaloi <speaking in Hebrew> b'chavane, also you don't pay. Uh, you is no payment of, of of any damages when the person died. You only pay when you damage. But when another human being died over there, your uh, einish is much worse than that. Over there, there is no pay, payment of domim. Over there, the title didn't give this chiv of paying domim. Or maybe we could say, just like we find regarding an ox that Gordon killed someone. When it happens, in such a case, there is no keifer. Still, Rabu was that the payment of the value of the damages you do have to pay. So maybe by a fire, I could say the same thing. Even though there is no payment of keifer, but if I have you will have to pay for the money damages. Says the Gemara, Veloya we don't know the answer to the shaila. This is unusual. The Gemara says the and This remains a shaila.